0: Will the Dallas Cowboys re sign linebacker Leighton Vander Esch, And should they? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every locked day. Locked on. Locked on. Locked. 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 locked on. Locked on. Cowboys. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me as always is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how you doing today, sir? I'm
1: doing well. Um just uh chugging away as we we keep our eyes towards Thursday when uh uh the combine actually starts, but we're already starting to see a lot of the kind of pre combine, you know, stuff go around. People's talking, they've already had interviews with GMs and owners. So Steven uh, Jones
0: today has basically said, Yeah, we're using the franchise tag. We just haven't decided on who yet.
1: Yeah. So I mean <laughs> things are things are uh are are, are grinding in the office. Things are happening. Yeah. Uh so so we should definitely have some news as the week goes on, if not as well as you know, obviously talking about what happens at the combine. Uh, but today we're talking about uh, what we've got at linebacker. So I'm excited to kind of figure out exactly what they're going to do at this position.
0: Yeah. We're going to talk about what happened with the Cowboys linebackers in 2022. We should also mention that Stephen Jones was asked about Leighton Vander Esch today. And mm-hmm. he thought basically he said he thought he had a fantastic year. The team would love to resign him. It just depends on the money, which is the typical GM, especially Stephen Jones answer. Right. But yep. as a group, how do you think this unit performed last season?
1: I think they performed pretty well. You know, I mean the defense overall was obviously very good and, and I think that they were a part of that. You know, they had to deal with a lot of kind of just a whole bunch of different line shifts, right? They had all they had guys injured, they had guys shuffling in and out of the lineup. I mean they ended up playing somewhere around the area of six linebackers, I think, at different points, uh pretty regularly, right? So mm-hmm. Um, but I think that if you're if we kind of focus in on on some key spots at the top, I thought we talked about it that Leighton Vander had an incredible bounce-back year this year. It uh, really, really played well, definitely well above what we expected. Uh, I thought that Damone Clark came in when he was finally healthy and played exceptional despite the fact that it was just ridiculous that he was even able to come back and play. Yeah, we'll get to him. Don't worry. Uh, and then, you know, I, I think – whether you want to call Parsons a linebacker, I mean, obviously he did some good things there. Uh, uh, Anthony Barr played well, I think, better than I expected for a, a you know kind of a rehash veteran. So I, I think overall this is a group that that performed pretty well. Um, I think that there's some stabilizing that needs to be do, done. I think that there is some growth that can be done with some of these guys, including Cox and Clark, and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. But I do think that this is a good group. Uh, that I, I think they have some decisions to make with people like Leighton Vander Esch.
0: I think all things considered, this group performed above expectations last year, right? Because when the Cowboys re-signed Van Der Esch at a one-year, $2 million deal, it was, okay, let's just see how healthy he is. His contract actually makes it where they can cut him, like in preseason if they don't love what they've seen. Uh, but I thought he had his best year since 2018. They signed Anthony Barr, right, who played a lot of snaps. Frankly, we weren't even sure who was going to start at linebacker opposite of late Van Der Esch for most yeah. of the year, and it ended mm-hmm. up being Barr. He was fine, and then you got the little the cherry on top with Demon Clark, right? Like we heard, hey, there's some rumblings so he could start practicing at the end of the year, but 2023 is the year to look forward to. Now, like he started half of half of the season half this the season. year, yeah. uh, got a lot of snaps, so I think all things considered, played above expectations. But back to Van Der Esch specifically, mm-hmm. do you think he played well enough to give him like a? 200 to 300% raise based on what he did, got last year.
1: So that would put him somewhere in the range of like 6 million a year, you yeah, think? Is that six. what you're
0: thinking? Uh, to me, I think. I, if I'm Van der Esch's agent, I'm asking for eight and probably settling for six, right?
1: I think that seems fair. Yeah, and I think the other thing too is that for Van der Esch, he's going to want you know a multi-year deal. I think you know more of the one-year deals. I mean, he's going to want some stability. He's he's got some injury issues in the past, you know, some scary, serious ones. Which I don't Um, think
0: Dallas is opposed to. We know that they like to kind of stretch things out over a couple of years. So I don't think Dallas is opposed to that at all.
1: No, I don't think so either. And, And I think for him, it's about getting stability, you know, some peace of mind that he's not, you know, one hit away from from a career ending injury. I mean, he may be, but like it, it, at least he has some financial stability on that side to kind of help him if if that were the case. But I do think that you know the Cowboys clearly have a level of comfort with this injury because it seems like Bar, I mean, uh, uh, Clark had the same one almost, and something and so, similar, right? Yeah, and so I, I think that you know clearly with their with their medical staff, they they feel like this is a safer environment. It will be interesting to see if. Um, I, I this is this I have no information here, but I do I do wonder if we don't see maybe a uh, a hesitancy to re-sign him to a long-term deal uh because of of medical stuff that we don't know. Maybe they were only comfortable with signing him it's to possibly. kind of short term deals. So it'll be interesting to see exactly how that all plays out. I personally think that if they clear him medically, I'd love to have Leighton back. I, I think he's a guy that really fits in what they're trying to do. Um, he's going to come a lot cheaper than someone like Bobby Wagner, who you know you're thinking you could think about you know going for an upgrade there if you wanted to, but I honestly think that you probably would get almost similar play with Leighton Vanderesh maybe a step below, yeah, but maybe not, you know. But I mean, by the time Wagner's kind of at the end of his career, maybe at some point starts falling off, it could be that you you could have a similar player in Leighton Vanderesh for a much cheaper contract by the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I, I've got no problems at all with Dallas giving Vanderesh five six. Even maybe up to $7 million a year. He's still only 27 years old. And if you pay, let, let's say the idea is you pay him a two year deal and you can do some things with the money and you're basically getting him at the age 27, 28 season. Yeah. It's fine. Um, my question is how are they going to divide the money between their second level defenders? Because that's just what we're going to call these guys now. Like, mm-hmm. would you rather give Leighton Vander $7 million a year, or Donovan Wilson, $7 million a year. Now, they don't play the same positions, but they do play in the same area of the field. And that's yeah. where I wonder what the Cowboys are going to do, because they have, they have more linebacker depth in the sense that they've got Damone Clark, they've got Jabril Cox, and we'll talk about some of these other guys. But I do wonder if that's going to factor into their decision. It's a good
1: point. I mean, it certainly could. I do think that they want to bring Wilson back,
0: you know. And I wonder,
1: like, exactly what the safety market will be again this year. I mean, every year it feels like we just get kind of wildly different safety markets, you know. So it's
0: ridiculous
1: it is. So we'll we'll see exactly how it lands this year. Um, but I, I I do think that that I wouldn't be surprised if they brought back both guys. If they could, I, I wouldn't be, I think they like no. both
0: those guys. Yeah. I, part of me wonders too, like. What's Van Der market? Like how many other teams are going to be out there giving him three years, 24 million with not having the same experience with the medical history and all that kind of stuff. Like I just, I just wonder.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you're right. Like how how many teams schematically does he totally fit for, right? Like, I mean, mean, how many teams
0: need a 265 pound middle linebacker?
1: Yeah. So I, I think, it's he could have a limited market i mean i think there's a reason that he only got two million dollars last year you know it's it's not because he can't play football i mean he definitely had didn't play wasn't playing as good a football this time last year as as he is now right like as we're more excited about signing him now than i guess probably were last year right uh but i i still think that that you know the market is is going to be a little bit difficult for him, like you just mentioned, for the reasons that we just mentioned. Uh, but I, I think that he still played good enough football in a high, you know, uh, a high visibility team that you feel like somebody will will try to kind of offer him some money. Now, I, I don't know if it's going to be like a you know a huge competition and, and we're driving each other up to ten million dollars for this I, guy. I don't but, see that happening. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a similar offer to what the Cowboys were looking at from somebody else. But I do think that those numbers that we talked about are probably
0: yeah. It, so it, let's say that the number is two years, thirteen million. You in or out? I'm in. I think. I, I'm in. Yeah, as well. I think that's that makes
1: sense. You just gotta you know do the money the correct way so you can move yeah. it around a little bit. But yeah, I think that that makes
0: sense. Uh, one of the other young linebackers that we're really excited about is Damone Clark entering year two. Let's talk about him next. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but you don't want all of the fat and the calories, then you've got to try Bilt Bar. Here, I'm going to show you right now. I literally just had one for lunch. They're absolutely oh, yeah. fantastic. This is my last one of the, the cookie uh, dough that I had. Uh, just got through the holidays, got through Valentine's Day. We're getting into summer. If you're looking for something that's healthy uh, it's it, and it's delicious, Bilt Bar is absolutely for you. 100% real chocolate only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, but 17 grams of protein. You absolutely cannot beat that. And now you don't even have to wait to get a box of Built Bars. You can go to your local Walmart and pick up a 4-box of the cookies and cream or the double chocolate or the coconut puffs. Or if you live near a Sam's Club like I do, go grab one of the 13-bar boxes of the brownie batter and the churro. You can thank us later course you can always go to built.com to see what they have in their latest inventory but again check out your local sam's club and walmart as they now uh, have built bars in stock all right Lane, let's talk about damone clark who yeah talked about him at the top of the show didn't think he was going to play at all this year ended up jumping multiple people on the depth chart and played really well what did you think about him last year
1: uh, I mean I think you know we all had very tempered expectations with DeMont Clark we didn't want to overexpect a lot. I mean, we we were all excited about the Cowboys drafting him and feeling like the Cowboys got a real steal in that situation and 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 I think that that's you know played out certainly just just based on what we've seen from him so far. Um I I think all of us were shocked when um I mean probably not by week 8 just because the progression had been so clear but by, by the time he gets into like halfway through the season he's starting games for you, uh, it's he's playing it's a just, lot of snaps. He played a lot of snaps and it was, and that was the thing that was like surprising. I mean, he, his first game back, I think he, yeah, I'm looking at it. He played 40 snaps, you know, yeah. like on, on his first game back. So he clearly, uh, uh, and then, and then didn't really, you know, they didn't really relent him until, you know, probably a little bit until later in the season when they realized they probably needed to rotate him in a little bit with somebody so that they didn't wear him out. But, uh, you know, he ended up playing, uh, you know, close to 400 snaps last year and only played half the season. So yeah, th- that just tells you 545 snaps all together, including special teams, including special teams. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of snaps for a guy that didn't start playing football until halfway through the season. So, yeah. uh, and I, I think he played incredibly well. I mean, he showed you a lot of what you're, you're excited about. He has that incredible speed, just absolutely ridiculous speed. um, And, and just plays at a size that is uh that is you know a, a good a good size for that kind of speed linebacker he's a 240 guy he's not like a 220 guy no, um, no. and and he and he can you know deal with the uh, uh, offensive linemen in the middle of the field he can he can you know get off blocks uh, i think that he you know just not only impressed everybody with his ability to recover quickly uh, but but to also you know get into a defense and understand what his part of that defense was and, and, and just not make a ton of mental mistakes there was definitely some learning curve I mean there's definitely some learning the speed of the game some misdirection stuff that he got you know uh, uh, eaten up on it's just gonna times. happen as a but rookie. that's just gonna happen yeah he's a rookie so uh, With no training think, camp,
0: which we can even remember no training camp no preseason yeah. I,
1: I think that's the thing that really excites me about him right is that You've got nothing but crazy rave reviews of what this dude is like in, in the locker room as far as work ethic, and I think it showed, It bears out, right? I mean, he was able to play 400 snaps off of an injury that we weren't even expecting him to play this year. I, I cannot wait to see what he looks like in training camp. Like Honestly, nice. he's, he's one of the guys that I'm the most excited to see because, again, we, we talk about it. These guys who are rookies, they're younger players, they get a little taste of action. They get you know a couple hundred snaps their first year of, of real playing time that next offseason, they're able to kind of translate that experience into real growth and, and real uh, uh, talent ascension. Uh, and, and so I, I I definitely put Damone Clark in that list of guys that I'm excited to circle back with when we get to Oxnard.
0: I don't know how you can't be really excited about this player, right? Like, performed well. I thought he got better in coverage almost every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, still think he can get better in the run game, but that's just playing, right? Like, that's just mm-hmm. – learning see, the keys thinks, and yep. yeah and frankly it would help too if the, he had some consistent defensive tackle play like yeah. he got in there and there was guys that were moving all around and hankins gets hurt so getting some better defensive tackles will certainly help him but i mean he's gonna walk into training camp next year as a day one starter right i oh, don't yeah. see any way he's not
1: oh yeah he's the starter this year i mean i'll i can't imagine that they're gonna try to go get a free agent to like, you know, start above him. Why would they? I mean, from based on what we've seen, he looks like he's going to be ready to compete. It's going to
0: be Damone Clark and somebody else, right? It's not going to be, Hey, Clark is our third linebacker this year. We're going to No, like Clark is starting. And when you got a rookie linebacker or sorry, a second year linebacker on a rookie contract, you've got total control over the next three years. Why not play him? So super super excited about Demone Clark. Let's talk about the other LSU linebacker. Yeah. Jabril Cox. Um as excited as we were about Clark, got to admit it, pretty disappointing about Jabril Cox. I know I was a big fan of him coming out of LSU. He was a healthy scratch most of the season.
1: You know, it's crazy cuz both of these guys obviously for you know, for people that follow the draft or that follow the team very similar kind of pathways, right? Both LSU linebackers, both dealing with injuries, both felt like they were steals at the time that the Cowboys drafted them. Um, and Clark, you know, was able to get on the field his rookie year halfway through and just kind of put a bunch of snaps together and play well and, and, and get us excited. For Jibril Cox, you know, it's just it – never he's never gotten to that point, right?
0: We've, we've do, seen you know how many, do you know how many snaps he's played on defense over the last two years?
1: It's not a ton. It's got to be less than a hundred, right? Forty six. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and that's the thing. What's what's his special teams count? Like that's the thing I, I wanted to know. Is he getting special? More he snaps? played. He played about two hundred special team snaps last year. So he is playing some special teams. You're getting some value out of him. I, I think he's come in at times when you know you've. I mean, we talked about the 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 uh, the the depth and the injuries that the Cowboys face at the at the position throughout the year. Um, and, and, and you feel like, you know, he had opportunity and he, and he's come in for a couple of these games. I mean, he played, uh, like close to 20 snaps in that Tennessee game. Right. Yep. yep. And, and it just felt like, you know, it was good, It was fine, but he felt like he was also making mistakes at times. He's, you know, and another part of the problem is, is that there's tw- like 15 pounds difference between him and, and, and Damon Clark. And, and and you and you see that difference, right? Like when when it's on the field, I, I do think that like in a nickel situation, uh, if you could you could probably find a role for him in, in that kind of you know situation, or or maybe try to find a way to kind of rotate him in a little bit as a, as a weak side linebacker. But I mean, he's he's the problem is is that you need him to be if he's not going to be physically uh, dominant enough to kind of get off blocks or 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 to be effective that way. You need him to be savvy, you know. You need him to be uh, a, a a heady player who understands the angles before the snap count happens. Um, and I and I and I fear that like they haven't been putting him on the field because he hasn't been showing them enough in the in the classroom, that's you true. know, and that he's not catching up. And if that's the case,
0: you worry about his ability to kind of. Get regular snaps, right? I will also say, like, he was somebody who was coming off a major knee injury, yeah. right? Exactly so now that he's a full year removed from that, he's going to have a full off season. Maybe this is the year that he kind of takes a big step. And the thing is, he doesn't need to do a lot to become a contributor, right? Like, no. if he can become the third linebacker on this team, somebody who can cover a little bit when you need him, like, you're going to play 400 snaps in Dan Quinn's defense. Like, you just are. So... Mm-hmm. Not throwing him out at all. I still have hopes that he can be a good contributor. And if that's what you get for a fourth round pick, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, you know, we're kind of – I
1: don't want to say that we kind of like we are disappointed generally in the player, but I think a lot of it has to do with our expectation about the player before yeah. he was even drafted, you know, yeah. and, about, uh, uh, and about how much we felt like the Cowboys kind of stole him in, in the draft. So – um yeah it's a big I do, year I, for him though coming up, yeah absolutely this is this is a huge year for him because he's a, like you said a, another year away f- fully clean away from the injury at this point he's been in the system for a couple years now he's got a guy in front of him that was his former teammate that's kind of leapfrogged him oh, so it's absolutely it's, has yep it's it's time to kind of kick it into high gear and and i i expect that he will
0: uh right, i've got to ask you about a couple more linebackers on this roster uh and what they're going to do kind of going into the offseason all that next All right, Landon, the Cowboys did have some other linebackers, including Anthony Barr, who played over 700 snaps. Uh, At times was a really good player. Sometimes it was a weakness. Uh, Any interest in bringing him back this offseason? I don't know. I mean,
1: maybe. I think I'd like to see what else is out there, you know, because I, I do think that there is a youth movement here that you don't want to like tamper down. You don't want to sign a guy that you're going to feel obligated to like push out onto the field for a bunch of snaps when you've got two young
0: linebackers that you'd like to get those snaps, you know? I think you sign him on like August 16th if Jabril Cox isn't ready or isn't playing. Maybe. well. Yeah. Like kind of what yeah. they did last year, right? Like to stop hey, Gap. Jab- like
1: if Jabril's he, if not ready.
0: We, we don't trust him to be our third linebacker. Bard, you want to come back and play 500 snaps?
1: Yeah. You know, I wonder at what point they start looking at into Gifford being that guy.
0: You know, because well, – Which I was going to mention him next. He's also a free agent. I, I've got to believe that he's going to be back. But at the same time, Gifford's been – he's been around a while. I think he's going to be a 28-year-old linebacker. Is it is it time just to move on from him? You know, I don't know. Like, I I feel like
1: you get a lot of really good special teams usage out of him. And if he can just play those snaps that you had kind of allocated for Anthony Barr, look, like the percentage of Anthony Barr and Damone Clark, like that's going to flip this next year, right? You're going to see a lot more Damone Clark than Anthony Barr. So we would, again, I'm saying Anthony Barr, but really I just mean that kind of third or fourth linebacker, whoever it may be. Right. And so I I feel like I, I wonder if you can't kind of, get away with using some of your other players in that role. I I think bar was great when, when we needed him, he provided experience. Uh, It it was, it was just great to have that kind of veteran voice in the room with not just Leighton Vander Esch. So uh, all that was valuable, but I also wonder if in a a year where you're trying to, you know, not save money, but you're trying to push money into other areas than you were previously. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they just tried to go. Hey, Luke Gifford, you can take that experienced linebacker spot of you know, fifteen twenty snaps a game. We'll yeah. we'll let Demon Clark and Jabril Cox handle the vast majority
0: of it, uh, and go from there. It doesn't feel like you need Leighton Vander Esch and Anthony Barr on this roster. Yeah, now I agree. Maybe you sign Anthony Barr if an injury happens, or yeah. you know, heaven forbid that Leighton Vander Esch gets hurt in training camp or something like that. That's when you bring him in, but. I really don't see the need to sign him now, right like yeah, that. no you't no, need he doesn't
1: need to be part of your plans right now no if, no. if something happens, he could be a contingency, but I, I feel like you roll with the younger guys you got because they're they're young and they're improving.
0: Last one I want to mention. the Cowboys did spend a six round pick on Devin Harper last year. He had three games on the active roster. he's going to be a special team's guy, maybe he beats out Luke Gifford for that special team's role, but I did want to at least mention him.
1: Yeah, I agree. He's a speed demon type, you know, more of a, of a guy that's going to be running down on yep. punts and kickoffs than he is uh, covering running backs out of the backfield at this point, but maybe he
0: develops a little bit more and, and he gets some, some time. Maybe on the he's field your fourth and, linebacker, right? Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. Doesn't feel like the Cowboys are going to do anything drastic in the draft here at this position. I got to imagine they'll probably spend another day three pick on yeah. a four or five linebacker because it's just what they do every year. But I would be shocked if they spent a top 100 pick. I'd be shocked if they spent a ton of money at the position, but we'll see. That is I it agree. for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Go check us out on YouTube. Go follow Lenin on, on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you guys right back here tomorrow.